0: Welcome to Tuning Tuesday with Christine Tudok, founder of Advisor. I'm passionate about helping people understand their purpose and unlock the meaning in their lives through business. This podcast is all about tuning in with fellow entrepreneurs and understanding how they have discovered their purpose, but more importantly, how they live out their purpose every day. Good day everyone. We are here today with Diane Lindemann. She's the founder of The Elevation Coach and I'm super excited to be interviewing her today. I've had so many interactions with her during lockdown and I'm just so excited to hear about what she has to tell us today. So Diane, please introduce yourself the way you like to be introduced.
1: Christine, so as you said, my name's Diane And I'm a business coach with a very specific focus on moving entrepreneurs from being the chief of everything in their business Mm -hmm. to being the CEO of their business.
0: I like that because we definitely like doing everything ourselves,
1: right? (laughs) So that's awesome. especially those of you who are perfectionists. Oh,
0: yes. I can so
1: closely relate to that.
0: Okay, well, tell us a little bit about how you came to be in your business today and how Elevation Coach got started.
1: So it's a long story, but I suppose I'd start by saying this. I used to um, be in the consulting field and I got to a point where my value system was really out of alignment with the career that I was doing. And those of you who know consulting know that um, I call it the evil empire. You build a client from the moment you arrive at the front door and My value system is not that. My value system is give lots of value and in return, the client will give you the business. So yeah, that's what happened. I was out of alignment. Then what happened was I was in my performance appraisal and I suddenly got very clear that no matter how well I was going to do and how much money I was going to bring in, it was never going to be good enough. It was Mm -hmm. never going to be enough. I would have to work more than what I was willing to do and to really mock my clients for more than what I was willing to do. And so I took the leap into the unknown and became an entrepreneur. But the Elevation Coach was really only born two years ago. I, for a very long time, freelanced and had a sideline business that I wasn't really taking that um, seriously. And then two years ago, I found the niche that I wanted to work in. And that niche was really that I started to realize that most women who are entrepreneurs come to entrepreneurship through the side door. They don't Mm -hmm. come to it through the front door and that I had a whole lot of experience and tools at my disposal from my previous life that could really elevate them to the next level and take them from being what I call the chief of everything in their business to being the CEO of their business. And yeah, and just, looked for signs that I was doing the right thing and I always share the universe gave me lots of signs and that's how the Elevation Coach was born.
0: That's very cool. And I love how you are able to take your previous experience and apply it in your business. And I think a lot of us are actually, we forget how much value we have because of our experiences and because of our circumstances. And because of that, we don't actually bring it into our business and we don't realize that there's actually this unique contribution we can bring to the business that we run just because of who we are as a result of those experiences.
1: Totally, totally. And I think, you know, I, not so long ago, there was something that I wrote in my journal around the fact that, look, when I left corporate, it was not a, it was a severing. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like this hunky dory. I'm going off into, you know, like Hollywood or a honeymoon. Yeah. It was a severing. And for a long time, I didn't want to use the things that I'd used in corporate because they had this connotation for mm-hmm. me of that life that I'd given up. Do you know sure. what I mean? This thing that I'd I'd run away from, I'd severed myself from. And then I suddenly started to realize, like you said, but what the hell am I doing? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I've got all the stuff, all right? And I need to be using this as stuff, as I call it, the stuffs to make other people's lives easier and my own life easier why the hell am I not using the stuff to make my own life easier yeah. so you but we do and I think sometimes it takes us a long time to realize that
0: mm, absolutely okay so you've already touched on this but what would you say is your purpose with the innovation coach but not just that how do you make sure that you stay aligned with that purpose in your choice of the products that you bring out the way that you spend your time your customers, and even the people you choose to collaborate with?
1: Yeah. So I want to say this. My purpose is quite simple, right? And I hinted at it at Nana, where Mm -hmm. I said women come to entrepreneurship through the side door. Very often they're not entering it through the front door. And I'm always asked, what do I mean by that? And I have to explain that to explain my purpose. So for many, many women, they became entrepreneurs by osmosis, okay? Things like they had a child and they wanted to spend more time with the child. So they started a sideline business that then became a big business, right? Mm -hmm. Or they got entrenched and they couldn't find another job. And so they came to entrepreneurship through that. And those are just two examples. There's many, many others, right? Mm -hmm. And my purpose is that there is proven research that when a woman becomes successful, right, and she becomes wealthy, whatever wealth means for you, they spread it to the first, their very immediate circle, and then they spread outwards. So when women become successful, it's like a ripple effect that happens. True. So I always use this example. The first thing that they do when they become successful is they hire people to help them, other women. Do you know what I mean? They start mm-hmm. to elevate, what I call elevate women, and then so it ripples out. And my purpose is just simply that, all right? The more female entrepreneurs, I can get to step into success, right, and become wealthy, the more I create that ripple out there and the more they create the ripple and eventually the ripple becomes the tsunami. And that's honestly at its heart my purpose, you know, just that ripple effect all the time. Mm, I'm with you. So if you ask me how do I bring the purpose back, right, I really, really, really strive to do it in everything that I do. And when I'm starting anything, I ask this Will it elevate the entrepreneur to the next level? Right? Can this equip them to be strategic, to compete, and to create success? Is it taking them from where they are to that next level? Whatever that next level looks for them, right? It yeah. can be. The reality of going from earning, you know, something that pays the groceries per month in their house to something that pays the bond. Or it can be the thing that takes them to buying the holiday home. Or from going from being the solopreneur to being the entrepreneur that now has an office and people that work for them. And I really, really I mean I'm I'm quite strategic and I know that and I look at that right. Mm -hmm. Other thing I suppose I a lot of around my own purpose is it's no good me wanting to have this purpose about other people elevating and other people becoming successful and I'm not working on myself all the time. Yeah. So I often say that my purpose is driven by me constantly updating my own skill. You know what I mean? My own knowledge, all right. Always being that one step ahead that I call it three steps ahead. As long as I'm three steps ahead of my clients, I'm okay. All right? I want to say this: collabs tricky, hey? Tricky. Absolutely. I have burnt my fingers, <laughs> and we could do a whole other podcast on that. All right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been fired before for being too nice. I mean, that's a whole other. That's a whole other story. But I've certainly learned to go with my gut instinct on on collabs now. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. people say stuff. And if my gut is off with the person, it's over. Do you know what I mean? Because people say stuff like they align to your value system, they align to your purpose. And sometimes you don't know until you start to work with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's been your experience. Yeah. But you know, and now I go with my gut. Now I really go with my gut. I just go, what's my gut telling me? My gut says it's a good fit, do it. My gut says maybe I'm not doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: I hope that helps. yeah
0: definitely I, I definitely agree with that and I think especially with collaborators one has to make sure that your values align right and and that you are really passionate about the same thing and you have a shared vision because if you don't then that's where the disconnect comes in right
1: yeah yeah totally and look if I go back to the customers also the one thing is that that I found uh, last year and fired in inverted commerce. Um, and I tried to
0: hire your customers
1: <laughs> oh i think it's the best thing about having your own business isn't it because you get to decide who you want to work with you know you, you're not forced to work with people that you don't want to, and it's I think for a lot of people that's a decision that you have to take. you know mm-hmm. what I mean like who do I actually want to work? With? Yeah. I don't have to work with everyone Absolutely. um, and I've become far more selective about my customers um so I say this, I'll work with you, but I'll, if you're not in this for the long haul, mm-hmm. okay, if you're not in it for the long haul, because this is not a short game, this is the long game, right? And you're going to be strategic, you've got to be at, in it for the long game. Otherwise, you're a hobbyist, you're not really yeah. a business owner or an entrepreneur. Um, and secondly, if you're not in it to become uber successful, if those two things are not true for you, then I'm not the chick for you. Mm. You know, then I can refer you to somebody else. But I'm there to build you to be successful and to look back and kind of think, shit, I never knew that I could be this successful. You mm. know, that's what I'm in. Mean. And you have to do the work. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, they think that by working with a coach, that the coach is going to do all the work. The coach doesn't do the work, okay? You have to do the work. The Mm -hmm. coach introduces you, and you also can't hold the coach accountable for um, maybe they prompted a decision, do you know what I mean? And then you took the decision, Mm -hmm. but you can't hold the coach accountable for that. Potentially that was the wrong decision.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. The coach is just supposed to be the guide. It's not... You're not paying them to execute on your behalf. It's still up to you to do something about it.
1: Totally. And look, I personally often shy away from using the word coach because I prefer the word guide. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like I see myself far more as somebody who guides you rather than somebody who coaches you. Mm.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And we all need a guide or a shepherd of some sort, you know, to help guide us through these tough times. Totally. new totally. strategies and figure
1: out what's next in your business. I like that. Yep. Yep. Okay. And yeah, at the moment, is, as you said, you know, we've had lots of interaction, you and I, during COVID. And certainly that's stuff that people are having to think about now.
0: Yeah.
1: Definitely. What's next? What does it look like?
0: Yeah. And especially with the idea that, that lockdown might return, you know, and, and thinking if we go back to level four or level five, like what does that do to my business? And have I been able to – Put sound enough strategies in place by now to be able to still weather a second storm that might come.
1: Totally, totally. And I love, I'm a Simon Sinek fan, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had the privilege of being in a closed interview with him. Wow. And this is just the first of the pandemics. Sure, yeah. And you know, it's just, just, and the second thing he said was, he said, You're either a business owner or an entrepreneur, but you can't Mm. be both. Yeah. He said, And a business owner owns a business and delivers product and service. But an entrepreneur is a problem solver. And you have to become the problem solver. Mm. And I was like, that is so true. And it's exactly what you're saying. If we go back to hard lockdown, have you solved the problems? And are you ready to solve the problems that hard lockdown brings again? Yeah,
0: absolutely. It gives me goosebumps just to think that we might have to go back to harder lockdown so i really hope that does not happen
1: <laughs> no no I, look i personally can't see us being able to weather that mm. but you know who knows who knows <laughs> it's not <laughs> <Tom will tell. laughs>
0: okay so the next question is really all about how you communicate your purpose and also the values that you have in your business to both your customers and um, other stakeholders that you might have in your business?
1: Let me say, I don't struggle with this, but so often I work with organizations where, you know, the values are on the wall, but nobody can tell me what the damn values are. Mm -hmm. Nobody can tell me what the damn values are. They can't tell me what the purpose is or they can recite it. You know what I mean? They recite it like that's what it sounds like. All right. I, my view is you've got to live it. Do you know mm. what I mean? You've got to live it everything you do. It's got to permeate through that. So often you don't even need to communicate your purpose or your value that people just get it. Do you know what I mean? Like in whatever you doing, that it just comes through naturally. So, I mean, one of my top value is knowledge sharing. Okay. Is that I believe that knowledge needs to be shared. And I don't need to communicate that because that just permeates everything I do. Do you know what I mean? And and that's where I was out of alignment in my previous career. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think is you've got to not be afraid to own your purpose. Yeah. And I own my purpose. And I say that because so often I'm asked this, do you not work with men? No, I do work with men. Don't get me wrong. I do have male clients. But the reality is that my purpose is far more aligned to women. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because women tend to need more help. Women mm-hmm. struggle with different things to what men, And my purpose is that is, and people always ask me, is it upliftment? No, it's not upliftment. All right. It's elevation. It's the neck. It's making that. Mm-hmm. And i Think if you had to ask me, communicating my purpose and my values. And when I thought about this question, is that I'm busy redoing my website, right? So I've I've just recently redone my branding, and my website's in the process of being redone. And I can see my purpose and my values front and center. I can just see in everything I'm writing Mm. how it's coming so clearly through. Whereas maybe the last iteration of my website, it wasn't as clear. You know, I'm owning it more. Mm.
0: I'm owning it more. I'm with you. And I think that even just emphasizes the fact that if we understand our purpose, our values and who we are serving and how we can serve them, that just comes through in our communication so much more clearly. So if we are certain and convinced and buy into what we do, it's so much easier to be able to communicate that to our potential customers and other stakeholders.
1: Completely, completely. And that's why I'm saying it can never be something that, you know, so often I see even with solopreneurs, you know, they do the branding exercise and part of the branding exercise is to decide what your values are. Part of the branding exercise is to really look at your purpose, but they struggle with it. You know, they land up going online and they Google values. They Google purpose, right? Purpose comes from within you. It comes Mm -hmm. from within you. And that's why I'm saying you've got to own it because sometimes it's scary. It's flipping scary to own your purpose, Mm. to put yourself out there and say, listen, this is what I actually am. You know what I mean? This is what I'm aspiring to do Mm -hmm. because then the haters come. You know what I mean? Uh, Then you've got to stand. So you're totally agree with
0: Mm. Very good. Okay, so um, if you had to give us a quote, that inspires you to make every day count towards your purpose and sometimes we just need that kick in the bum to get us out of bed right (laughs) and and to just get over the overwhelmedness of being solopreneur or whatever you would like to call it business owner what what is that one quote or verse or whatever it is that inspires you
1: I'm only allowed one. Okay, so <laughs> you can do more than one, it's, one. One. it's okay. <laughs> I'll give you three. I'm going to start with the one that, that certainly at the moment is completely resounding with me, and it's this one. Success comes to those who hold on when others have let go. Sure. And I, I think as an entrepreneur, that is so critical. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's the long game. That's the long haul. You've got to hold on you never realize how far you've come and it is success comes to those who hold on when others have let go. Mm. And then my favorite one that I always go back to is I can and I will watch me. Mm. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, And it's when I get stuck, you know what I mean? Then I kind of look at it and I'm like, it's, it's it's above my desk and uh, Mm. it's kind of, I can and I will watch me, watch Mm. me.
0: Very cool.
1: And I think sometimes when people, certainly when people have irritated you, you know what I mean, oh. and I kind of look at that, and I'm like, no, I will do this, right? Okay, can. You're and And my whole life is, I think that that's the quote that most probably sums up my whole life. Mm-hmm. And the third one is one that I use, but I think I've, I, I, so it's something, it's my third favourite, is everything is figureoutable. Everything mm-hmm. is figureoutable. It isn't something that isn't figureoutable. Yeah. So yeah, my are clients having the totally.
0: right people with you.
1: Yeah, totally, and my clients will tell you that my favourite quote is "No decision is also a decision."
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think I sometimes fall in that bucket. <laughs> Analysis paralysis.
1: Yeah, they always just look at me. I'm like, remember, no decision is also a decision. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so true.
0: Okay, so if you had to then give one piece of advice, now you've had lots of experience, not just in corporate space, but also in terms of dealing with entrepreneurs. So if you had to give one piece of advice to aspiring entrepreneurs or existing entrepreneurs that will either help them to make their business a success or will help them to find their purpose or stay in tune with
1: their purpose, what would you say? So it's this thing, all right? Really understand the client you're trying to attract, right? Mm -hmm. At a very deep level and the tangible value you're bringing to that client, not the fluffy stuff, okay? The tangible value you're bringing to that client and align everything to this. Align it. You know what I mean? What's the client? Who's the client I'm trying to attract, okay? What am I bringing to that client? And then everything flows from there. If you cannot do those two things, you're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. It's the foundation of any business. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to redo that work often.
0: Yeah. I think that's important because I think even though these are the foundations, this is like the hardest part of your business to really pin down and to be able to communicate to yourself and others clearly.
1: Yeah. And, And, you know, I always say this because We're all told to, you know, go figure out who the client is, whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's beyond what some of the other people are saying. And one thing you must remember about the client often is that the client you're trying to attract is a version of yourself. It's a version of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It might be a previous version of yourself. It might be a future version of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It's a version of you often. And don't shy away from that. Own that. Mm-hmm. Because then last hour, you'll know this client so in depth and you've got to do it over and over and over again. And then, like I said, understand the tangible value you bring to the client. Understand that tangible stuff that you bring to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Beyond maybe, I want to give you an example. So I have a client that we've just done this work, all right? And the tangible value she brings to her clients is confidence. Right now, her business doesn't look like it has anything to do with confidence. But that's what she's bringing. She's bringing confidence. And now we've figured that out. Now she everything aligns to that. Suddenly everything becomes much easier.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I like that idea of
1: not just saying, so
0: we've had this conversation before about what I deliver to my clients. And it's not just about saying, I will do an Excel model for you. It's not about that. It's about the value add being the time that it creates. And in terms of the training that I do, it's the confidence to make the right decisions. So it's more than just the product or service that we're rendering. I really
1: like that. It's totally, it's behind, it's behind what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you can get that right and filter that through everything that you're doing. So when I look at what you're doing, I immediately get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the thing you don't have to say it. I mean, that's the other thing is that you don't have to say it. It just it filters through all the time. Mm-hmm. Then you're a for away. Mm-hmm. So yep. And mm-hmm. then I suppose, Christine, if you'll allow me, I, I think the second thing that I would tell any entrepreneur, existing, new, whatever, mm-hmm. is this: your network is your net worth. Sure. Right. Build your network from day one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: One of our previous entrepreneurs also had that same opinion about your network is equal to your net worth. So for our listeners, if you have listened to more than one session, this is a repeatable theme. (laughs) So do pay attention. I think that's really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. Do you know what I mean? They shy. They've got this whole thing in their head about networking, what it is and what it isn't. Mm -hmm. If you can't find something, a networking event that works for you, then just create your own. Yeah, absolutely. Be the
0: networker that everyone else wants to network with, right?
1: (laughs) I like that.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, maybe just in closing then as I bring us into land, are there any exciting events or offers that you would like to share with our listeners? And then where would they be able to find you online?
1: So I did a webinar last month on something called the psychology of pricing, taking mm-hmm. you behind the numbers. All right. And it was such an eye opener for me personally, because I always had this assumption that people really understood a lot of this stuff. And I've had such tremendous feedback from people around, you blew my mind from entrepreneurs who've been in business for 10 years, do you know what I mean? To brand new entrepreneurs who said, I didn't really understand any of this stuff. And certainly two of them have tested this stuff out. So what I've done, what I'm in the process of doing, and it'll be launched now at the end of July, is that I am launching a psychology of pricing program, right? And it's going to take you behind. So it's not going to teach you how to do your pricing. It's not about that, all right? But it's the background around the psychology of pricing. Looking both you as an entrepreneur, when you're setting your pricing, some of the stuff you've got to start thinking about, right? And then also looking at numbers, right? And when I say numbers, understanding the psychology behind how to position numbers at a client, how to position your pricing with the client. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty excited about it because it's definitely something that's not out there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I'm finding that many people are talking about. But it is the difference. And certainly I've tested it in my own business, in my husband's business, and it works. Uh, I know that from my previous life. I mean, the stuff that I'm bringing is real strategic value from from the previous stuff that I used to be. So, you know, some tidbits that really big organizations use mm-hmm. that the smaller organizations and i start to use. So, yeah, so that's the exciting thing I'm launching at the end of the month. Um, awesome. And- it's going to be four sessions, three live coaching sessions where um, I'll coach with you and in a group and introduce you to the concept. And then the fourth session is you bringing your pricing and I'm going to hot seat with everybody around giving, you know what I mean, real live advice around try this, do that, let's try this. So, yeah. That sounds really In terms of when <laughs> you're... Yeah, I think it's going to be, and I'm not saying that because I'm doing it. It's just yeah. you are, it, it is it is valuable mm-hmm. um, because I think so many people strike, you know, one of the things, if I can share this, one of the questions that I asked in the webinar was, how do you feel when somebody asks you for your pricing? What do you do when somebody asks you for your pricing? And the overwhelming response I've got from everybody is, I shy away from it.
0: Yeah.
1: Now the problem is, shying away from telling somebody your pricing good grief above they're never going to buy because mm-hmm. you're not owning it, and we've got to talk about that as part of you know the setting of pricing you've mm-hmm. got to own it you've got to own your value yes otherwise the client doesn't own your value-huh mm-hmm. so for sure so, yeah that's super cool and then if you ask me where you can find me, well, my website's down at the moment the old one all right uh but i hang out on facebook so you can find me just at facebook at the elevation coach and you're there and then i've started hanging out a bit on instagram uh but instagram is really for the other part of my business which is the retreat business i run entrepreneur retreats so you can find me there at reflect renew but those are the two places that i'm kind of hanging out okay yeah
0: awesome okay well Diane, thank you so much for joining us today it was really cool hearing about your story and hear about just the exciting things that are coming up with your psychology of pricing course um, and i wish you all the best
1: thank you so so much for having me and pleasure. i'm wishing you every second of this podcast may you get to a million downloads very quickly
0: oh yes thank you i'll claim that <laughs> thanks to we'll chat to you bye-bye Thanks for listening into my interview with Diane Linderman, the owner and founder of The Elevation Coach. And her key piece of advice, she had two, but the one is that you need to really understand the client you're trying to attract and understand the tangible value that you are bringing to them and make sure that you're aligning everything in your business with that. And her second point, your network is equal to your net worth. So until our next interview with a fellow entrepreneur where we understand how they have discovered their purpose, but more importantly, how they are living it out in the real world every day. This is Christine Tadok signing out. Bye.